Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. During this time of the dreaded virus, many of us have experienced loss of a loved one, a friend, or even just an acquaintance, but we have all known someone who has died recently. The father of a friend of mine and a husband to one of the sweetest women I know died recently, and it was fairly unexpectedly. All who knew him and many family members are left behind in a state of shock including me. I'm saddened for the family and because of the loss, but I also know that he knows where he's spending eternity, and that makes all of the difference in the world. But the emotion of grief we all go through, whether we are believers or not, whether we believe in an afterlife or not, whether we have dealt with grief before or not, We now are facing this dreaded word that no one wants to go through. When a loved one dies, it can be a parent or a spouse. It can even be after someone has moved away. It doesn't have to be a literal death. It can be when someone breaks up with you or after a long marriage, your spouse just suddenly says, I'm not in love with you anymore and walks away. And believe it or not, it can even be when you have lost a valued object that you'll never be able to replace. Separation and loss bring grief, and grief and love are two very similar emotions. If you don't love someone or something, you don't really experience that same degree of grief that the person who did love or does love that person or that thing goes through. So, What and how do you deal with this horrible thing called grief? The first thing that comes after the grief is the time of mourning. This is the long, painful process of working through that grief. And it's it's natural to feel that long period of grief and to be up one day and down the next and It's frightening to those who have never experienced that full, powerful emotion of grief before. But why should we go to someone and just say, oh, well, go ahead and grieve. It's okay. I know you'll feel normal. You'll be okay. We have to learn as those that are around the people who are grieving when it's not us, that there are certain things that we can do to help and certain things that might even hinder Grief may be short-lived if you didn't know that person, you know, too personally, but it's long and intense for those especially, say, who have been in a long-term marriage. I know my mom and dad were married 70 years, and when daddy passed away, even though mom was somewhat prepared and had expected it, it was still a time of deep, intense mourning and she still goes through these ups and downs even after five years. 
Sometimes we look for the solutions, and there are supposedly three stages of grief that we go through. The first one is that shock or that numbness, that disbelief when we say, no, that can't be, or we're even in denial and we don't even want to face it. But when we do, we go through the second stage, which is a painful longing and preoccupation with that memory. We can't get that person out of our thoughts and minds. And too often we think that the funeral's the hardest time for the survivors. So that's when everybody sends cards and flowers and brings in food and makes the phone calls. But you know, it's after that part dies down that it's really the saddest and the longest period because maybe there's no one else to talk to about it. Maybe your preoccupation with it keeps you from dealing with other things that you need to go through. You know, they say it is good to keep pictures around and to talk about the person and to talk about your feelings, but you have to have someone there to talk to about those. And if you're all alone, how do you do that? So, you know, sometimes you need to deal with a counselor or a pastor, someone that's a fellow Christian that can help you really work through the stages of this and get to that third stage, which is the resolution. Sometimes this takes three months, six months, a year. There's different times for different people. And some people will say, well, after this amount of time, you shouldn't really be dwelling on this. You think that helps anybody? No. So sometimes it's just a brief picture or a memory or something that maybe somebody says that will bring that particular memory to mind and it might hit you like a ton of bricks even after months or years. So how do we help those that are going through the grieving process? Well, for one thing, you don't just bring up the cliches It doesn't help to really say, oh, well, I know how you're feeling, because nobody really knows how another person is feeling, even if you've gone through a similar thing, like the death of a parent, or even the death of a child, or a loved one of any kind. It is so singular, it is so different for each person, and it is so personal, So don't give them the cliches. That's what not, they don't need that. And you know, you don't either want that when you're going through it. I've gone through the death of several loved ones to different degrees of intimacy too, but I've never gone through the death of a spouse or a child. So I wouldn't say to anyone, oh, I know just how you feel. I don't know how you feel. As a matter of fact, when my friends who are my age or even younger lose a spouse or a child, the first thing I say to them is, I have no idea how you're feeling because I've never dealt with this. So the best thing to say is, that's right, you're hearing the chirping of the crickets, the nothing. Sometimes it's better just to hold the person, hug the person, even in this day of the virus, to just be there for them, even if you can't get close physically. If you have your mask on, walk up and hug the person, for heaven's sakes. That's what some people need, especially if it's a little widow or widower. They just need a hug. And then there's the big question. So where is God in the midst of this tragedy? 
Well, a lot of the book of Psalms is filled with this. Even Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that's from Psalm 22. Why do you refuse to help me or even listen to my groans? Day and night I keep on weeping and crying for your help. But there's no reply, the psalmist says. So where is God? Right there beside you, just as he was when his son was on the cross dying for us. And when we remember that, and we know that he promises he'll never leave us nor forsake us, the grief may not be lessened in our physical and mortal bodies and minds and brains and emotions, but in our deep spirit, we know that God is there. And don't talk about the person dying young. Jesus was only 33 I don't know why and how we go through this in this physical place here on earth, but I do know that he faced everything we face, and we will miss our loved one. Of course we will. I still can think about my sweet daddy or my grandparents or my friends that were my age or younger that have passed away, but all I know is no one lives forever here on earth. But when we have trusted in Christ, we have that blessed, bold assurance that we will have all of eternity, all of eternity. And you know, the song says, when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. So my friends, yes, grief is normal. Yes, we can be confused. We can even be uncontrollable at times. And mourning for however long a time period it takes is up to you. And it will be individual as your love for your loved one was so individual. But I do know that even with my dear mom, who had been married to daddy for 70 years, she eventually got her appetite back. The pain has diminished She's able to talk about him. She's able to sleep again. But those pleasant memories should be kept at the forefront because they have 70 years of memories. And maybe you've only had five or 10 years with your loved one, but you have a lifetime of memories. May God be with you, my friend, and pray with the one who is going through that time of grief, as I will do now. Father God, we just come to you, and if there is one listening to this that is still grieving or mourning the loss of a loved one, there are no glittering cliches to give. Just, God, that we pray that you would wrap your arms around them, that you would send angels of mercy to just be with them, to let them know that you indeed promised you will never leave them or forsake them, and that they will be reunited with that loved one that they will have 10,000 years with that one they knew, not only as a child or a family member or a spouse or a loved one or a friend, but that if they have known them as a brother or sister in Christ, it is that blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And that's what you get, my friend. And that's the best you can have. God bless you. Share this with a loved one that might be going through a time of grief, and it's okay for you to put your arm around them and say absolutely nothing. 
just be there in bodily presence or in spirit or in prayer. May God be with you, my friend, if you are the one that is grieving and mourning. Get into the word and get to know the one that will be with you forever. In Jesus' name. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.